under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Let's go with the standard music tonight. Well, and again, it's another interview, another show where I'm just kind of getting to know somebody on the fly. We have Ryan Turner here from Infusion Wellness Center, Infusion Cryo and Laser. I've been stopping by there, I guess, twice a week now lately. First off, Ryan, I love it there. What y'all do over there at Infusion? It's, it's awesome. Um, well, how are you doing tonight? Long day? Not not too bad. Not too bad for a Wednesday. Not too bad. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I started doing the cryo thing. Well, number one, I heard Greg talking about it. But I've been doing this thing. Well, I'll start this way. This is why this guy, Randall, I believe, he brought me the uh, superstar Billy Graham story 20 years too soon. <laughs> and superstar Billy Graham, he really influenced like Hulk Hogan and Jesse Ventura. Like Hogan admits to even like stealing li- lines straight from it. He heard that like, Billy Star, uh, superstar Billy Graham would do these promos. And he was the first of his kind in the 70s. He'd be like, look at my bicep. Look at this. You don't know none of the other wrestlers have this. Look at this belt. This is why I'm the champion. I could rip the bumper off a truck. <laughs> and so Hulk Hogan would say, I could pull the bumper off a dump truck. And he influenced all these people. Thank you, Randall, for sending this to me. Um, and the reason Randall sent it is because I've been watching a lot of wrestling. It started as like a nostalgia play like oh i remember watching it as a kid in the 90s and then i started getting more into it because there's a lot of business stories just the dollar and cents there's a lot of warnings you know pain pill addictions and alcoholism it's like combining athletics with also kind of the comedian's life of always being on the road week after week and so i just became fascinated with the new product and out of that you can only go so long man when you're watching these incredibly fit guys, and in particular these days, the women, and you're like, you look in the mirror. In my case, it was six years of sitting here and talk radio, eating whatever I wanted, not working out or lifting a finger. I'm like, I look like crap. I feel like crap. I got to stop this. And so because of the wrestling theme, I started this thing called DDP Yoga. Nice. Yeah, it works. It works for the purposes thus far. But... uh and it's not really... I've had trouble because people think I'm doing traditional yoga. And it's not really like that. It doesn't have as many breaks. and People make fun of yoga, man, but yoga's tough. It is. It's, it's, not, it's not as easy as people think. I, I've experimented with it in the past a little bit, and it's hard. So that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's got me to this point where, okay, I was actually... I'm pushing myself now and you know trying to build up a handstand without the wall. And, uh, you know, my shoulders are sore. So I go jump into the cryo chamber, and I'm amazed. Like, as soon as I walk out, I'm like, loose. Yep. All right. (laughs) Now, it's a a very serious injury. I don't think it's going to, it's not a silver bullet, but it definitely helps. But I want to know kind of your journey to what got you today 
kind of running the cryo center. Yeah. What's your background? Uh, so originally, um, I used to be in strength and conditioning. So uh, went to Troy University down in Troy, played football there, and while I was there, I got a, got into uh, strength and conditioning pretty heavily. I developed a really good relationship with uh, our strength coach and. Once I graduated and was done playing football, he actually offered me um, a job there and while I was getting my master's degree. So I was training athletes in the weight room, um, you know, just to be bigger, stronger, faster, but also prevent injuries and just try and keep them healthy. Um, and once I left Troy, I went to Atlanta and worked for the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, doing the same thing in their weight room uh, on their strength staff. And uh, it was there when I was uh, first introduced to cryotherapy so uh, during fall camp which is around this time every year it's it's hot and they're doing two and three day practices and everybody's banged up so they have the money obviously for the resources up there so they called some people up and got a couple of cryo chambers delivered over there for them to use during the camp and um, that's the first time I'd ever heard of it and all the guys loved it and uh, you know they're going out I just kind of had the idea they're going out there and banging each other's head on purpose every day and getting in here and it's helping them feel better and recover so you know what could this do for the average person so looked into it uh got tired of of doing the strength and conditioning thing uh up there and i called up my good friend uh dr woodling yeah um darren he's a chiropractor and he had actually heard about it from a, a former colleague who's a chiropractor down in jupiter florida he was like yeah man i've got one in my clinic it's awesome it's helping people you know with back pain knee pain hip all this stuff so we looked into it thought it was a good idea and i uh, wanted to bring one to montgomery and uh that's how infusion was born so awesome awesome now what is the the basic idea behind it because it really has caught on i think nationwide and how why is it that when i step out of that chamber i i feel loosened up i don't feel as tight i feel energized yeah so it's uh the primary benefit it's all based off of blood flow so uh, physiologically what's going on step in there that liquid nitrogen comes in cools your whole body off really quickly as you know over that three minute period and uh, what what your brain does is as it senses your skin temperature dropping it it basically says okay i'm getting really cold really quickly got to do something to protect the body so causes your circulatory system to basically constrict or squeeze it's called a uh, vasoconstriction and it sends all that blood uh, in your extremities to your core brings the inflammation in the joints and the muscles uh, even dietary inflammation which is a lot more harmful than any of the inflammation that causes the aches and pains and it buffers it down or, or breaks it down so it's not a detriment to you anymore. Hmm. Um, and then once you step out, what you're feeling, what makes you feel so good is you get the opposite of that constriction. Everything dilates and expands within your circulatory system, and you get this fresh rush of blood sent back through with oxygen and nutrients and enzymes and all these anti-inflammatory molecules that your body releases when you get cold. So it's like a, a natural anti-inflammatory. So that rush of blood helps increase range of motion and, you know, makes you feel better. I have a lot of people that like the, uh, Greg, um, likes the, the mental part of it because I get the word euphoric a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's basically your brain's glad that you didn't freeze to death. So it releases <laughs> some endorphins, um, just kind of makes you feel good. You know, dopamine and serotonin get released. So, a lot of people like that aspect as well. 
Yeah, it's on some like a mini uh, Phoenix effect. Yeah, like yeah. It, it wasn't quite the same. I was I've been held at gunpoint twice in my life, both by <laughs> police officers. I wasn't doing anything wrong. <laughs> that's why I didn't get shot. Um, but you, there's this rush. Uh, that makes sense. That your body's like, okay, I'm not gonna. I'm doing level three these days, and yeah, that's nice. It feels good when you hop out, and then I. I also, on these summer days, I'll take the top down on the car. And, like, the sun, it feels good. It's like, okay. It's yeah. a nice rush. Um, but, uh, of course, folks like, well, Greg's been doing it. But I've had folks from all different walks of life for different reasons ask about cryo. I think it started kind of in the athletic, the performance arena. But it goes to everybody, really. Yeah, it was originally uh, created for people with rheumatoid arthritis, actually. Um, it was wow. developed in Japan back in the uh, 80s. And it's obviously way more advanced than that. Now they have all, all different types and forms of it and different models of cryotherapy chambers. But... Um, it's gotten popular in athletics, you know, uh, people tend to revert back to the ice baths, you know, yeah. getting in that is, is miserable and brutal cold. Um, so the cryo is a, you know, a nice alternative to that for the athletes. It's a lot more effective. Obviously it's only three minutes and you don't have to get wet and, you know, miserably cold, but it's cool to see, um, what we've done with it, man, is just the general population, people that just have aches and pains and can't really find anything to, to kick it, uh, I've seen it do you know wonders for people like that. So that that's that's pretty awesome. Awesome, and I want to in a little while. I want to get to the kind of the laser and yeah. the IV therapy. But uh, you mentioned earlier, did you play football at Troy? I did. Awesome. What you play? Uh, linebacker. I was linebacker. about twenty pounds heavier. So nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. I'm assuming like were you starting all this sort of stuff? I played on just about every special teams and was oh, in a rotation, so I got bang, banged up pretty good. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I only uh, I stopped at high school. Like, well, I only went to a small. It was technically two A. They classified us as three A because we were a private school. And where'd you go? Catholic here in Montgomery. Okay. Okay. So I mean. I I had physical limitations. I realized, especially in uh, junior year, even though I knew what to do, it's like there's some guys who are just faster, bigger, stronger. Oh, yeah. But so you use the mental game. I mean, you sort of say, okay, I know I'm not going to be as fast as this guy if I know what everybody on the play is going to do because it's a high school quarterback. I remember this one time the we were watching a film study when the quarterback would tap his helmet it means they're running a fly route. He's calling it at the line. And I looked at the receiver across me. Oh, you're running a fly route. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah, you are, dude. You're running. Let's, let's see what you do. And so I, I learned the mental game is there. But I, I wonder because you're, sounds like you really love it. The further I am, I get away from playing, the less intense I am about watching football. Still watch like everybody does around here. But has that happened to you or do you still like love to watch a game on a Saturday or a Sunday? Yeah, I enjoy watching it, man, but I know I know exactly what you mean. Like when I done when I finished up playing at Troy, it was and then turned around and worked there. Um it was kinda hard for me. I'm a diehard Troy fan, always will be, but it was hard for me to watch it because I knew the people. Like, mm-hmm. now, after all those kids graduated and I didn't know any of those people and, you know, didn't have any relationships with them, I love watching them now. You know, like, last year they had a, a great season, and uh, this year they're they're expected to do big things. And same thing with uh, when I was working in Atlanta. I, I grew up a diehard Falcons fan, so nice. that was, like, you know, a great experience for me to be able to go there and, and work there. But um, when you quit playing football, it's uh, it's like a weird transition into the – 
the real world. You know, you're used to having a schedule. You get up and you go work out. You go to class. You go to practice. So when you're done and you don't have to do that anymore, no one's holding you responsible, and you know, you know, you have a lot of free time on your hands. It's kind of an adjustment, but. Yeah, I definitely still love to watch it. I, I love the game. I miss it a lot, and um, huge football fan. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple more weeks. It'll be time to, to kick it off again. Finally, I mean, get a little taste. I think Hard Knocks is starting up on HBO yeah. again. It's the Browns this year. Yeah. <laughs> Will they ever win? <laughs> Hopefully, I just feel bad for the people. Well, Cleveland's got their championships these days. Yeah, thanks it's to not King football. James. <laughs> yeah, just oh, good. And I still don't. I know it's an old, stupid, probably question, but you're the Browns, but your mascot, your logo is just orange. <laughs> just it doesn't make. <laughs> any sense but I mean is there when you're around the Falcons is there just a level of athlete where you see a guy you're like or were you blown away even having played college and yeah, being around those guys yeah absolutely it was uh when I got to Troy man I walked on so um there were some guys there that my freshman year went on and played in the NFL and a couple of them are still playing so making that adjustment it was like everything was moving in you know, 10 times speed coming from high school, just seeing people on the field. But then when you get to the NFL level, those guys are, it's unbelievable. It's, you know, there's no weakness anywhere. Everybody's big and fast and strong. Um, and they've got some, you know, some amazing athletes. Julio Jones is, is the one that stands out particularly. He's a, oh, a physical specimen that, like anything, anything I've ever seen in my life, he's just muscles from head to toe, muscles on his ears. I mean, he's just a genetic <laughs> gifted and hard working dude that he he can move and change direction like anything I've ever seen it's, it's pretty pretty amazing to see it in real life so when there's something about, and I always come back to this it's like you know at the house I was telling you off air I watch like forged in fire like these blacksmiths I don't like it when they screw up I want to see excellence. I want everybody to make the perfect blade. And so, like, when I, I really love watching NFL over college when it's both teams hitting on all cylinders. And there's got to be something, I'm sure it happens to guys who are so physically gifted. And then when they jump into the league, they realize, oh, I've been relying on my physical talents all this time, and i got to step it up. I'd imagine, like, just the training regiment is a step up from the college level. Actually, it's the it's the opposite. Really? Yeah, that's uh, that's really what kind of made me want to step away from it. Um, those guys are all already big and fast and strong. You're just tuning them up. Okay. So you know, one thing they don't want to hurt them. Um, right. So right. they don't really you know push them like you would imagine. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like you just got a bunch of really gifted guys, and you just look at their weaknesses or imbalances or things that may get them injured and you just work on fixing that so okay. a lot of it actually is from my experience when I came in in the off season and all these guys you know go off and they have money to go and train wherever and usually they'll go down to South Beach and and train and you know play and vacation on the beach and these guys don't that are training them down there don't necessarily know you know what those weaknesses and imbalances are so when they get back to you know, the NFL to camp and report and they're ready to practice. We're really trying to fix what they've messed up in the offseason. <laughs> Pushing themselves too hard. Exactly. Too so, they're, you know, they're doing stuff that they probably shouldn't have, you know, uh, mechanics-wise and things like that. So that's really, 
strength and conditioning on that level is um, the actual when it comes to working out and training the guys is about 10% of what you do. The other 90% is a bunch of stuff that I didn't like, so that's why I left. So, <laughs> well, I hear you. Now, there's something you said earlier, and it's um, it's something I've learned the hard way after, especially like three years of drinking way too much, not doing anything. I just slid right into depression. It was bad, but I've learned the more I try to like take care of my body and change my diet up some. I uh, I I do think clear. I feel better. But the thing I'm I'm seizing on that you said earlier is like when you transition out of being regimented, like on a schedule, being a college athlete, it's like well, I have all this free time, and sometimes free time can be the enemy. Like, what Absolutely. are you doing today? Absolutely. Well, yeah. I don't know. And then you just end up wasting time. And I got tired of uh, of wasting time. There's something about that being directionless. That uh, that doesn't give you the purpose. Now, I I might have looked on Instagram, man, and I saw this photo. You were you're standing on this, on this like maybe it's a what is it a podium or no? It's like it's like the Olympics. Like you're up on the stage. Oh, you're on the, like on the boxes. On the boxes, <laughs> and you're like you're you're the winner. Like <laughs> what did you win? What is this? Uh, that that was probably a CrossFit competition. Yeah, I I do a lot of those and. Uh, the gym I go to, we, we have some pretty good athletes, so we train pretty hard, and these local things around here, we do pretty well in those most of the time. So Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at a point where I'm going to keep doing yoga because it's amazing, but I, I want to find something else and go to a different level. Uh, and like, it's funny, I, I'll come back to wrestling, like, this guy, you think this guy's on the juice? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's roids all over him. What's incredible, and what I've learned from a lot of the women and men now in the wrestling business, most of them are doing CrossFit. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you're getting this functional performance, but one thing I've had to tell myself is, if you want to become more fit, it, in my mind, it doesn't need to be about vanity, like how I look in the mirror. How you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Like function and, and actual strength and how you feel. And have you seen people maybe come into the gym and why are reasons people quit? Have you seen that? Man, that's that's a great question. I think a lot of people, um, the diet, man, you can't you can't out train a bad diet. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing CrossFit or yoga or you name it, that's 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 the key to it and feeling better and all that like you're you're talking all man it all comes from what you're putting in your body so uh always you know try and stick to you are what you eat so if you eat donuts all the time you're gonna be soft and pudgy like a donut you know (laughs) if you eat lean venison and you know chicken and lean meat you're gonna be lean you know like that so i think that's one thing that deters a lot of people um just turns them away because they're not seeing the results they want to see um so diet, diet is huge, and that's um, something that I'm really, really big on, diet, nutrition. Um, since we started doing the IV therapies at, at the office, I really kind of dove into experimenting with different things and educating mm. myself on that. So uh, it all comes back to, to what's on the end of your fork at the end of the day. So, Well, I guess the lesson here is there's no true silver bullet to actually look good, feeling good. Um, I mean, everything helps. Absolutely. Everything helps. I mean, they're like if I do an hour, hour and a half workout that really pushes me with the yoga and I'm feeling real sore the next day, I look forward to the cryo chamber. Yeah. Like, okay, this is going to be great. And then I can go eat a big breakfast of good stuff for the most part. And uh, now, especially because of your expertise, 
wonder what you think about this. I changed my diet up, and I saw immediate amazing results over the last three, four months. Um, I essentially, it's not really that regimented, but I essentially, because of my schedule, don't eat much during the day. I might have something in the morning. But uh, at night, I've been eating either like a, a lot of a rotisserie chicken, I'll go buy one, or I'll get salmon, eat a bunch of that, or I'll get a ribeye steak. And I essentially eat meat and I, you know, supplement some things and try to throw in some mushrooms, some greens for fiber, but mostly just meat. And I've dropped like 35 pounds and yeah. I realize, wow, if I just take the time, the rule is take the time, prepare something for myself. It's better than stopping and getting a big hamburger at whatever fast food joint. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, the. That, man, I tell people when it comes to diet, you just got to find something that works for you, you know. There's a ton of different diets out there. You have paleo and the zone diet and the Mediterranean and all that, and they all have benefits and, you know, pros and cons, but really just comes down to what works for you. Um, the general rule of thumb that would help tons of people if they would stick by it is just eat real food. Don't eat anything fake. Don't eat anything out of a box. Don't eat anything processed, anything that sits on a shelf and has a shelf life. You know, when you go to the grocery store, stay on the outer perimeter. That's where all your real fresh foods are, yeah. the, the greens, the vegetables, the meats. Um, that's a great start for anyone, you know, looking for nutritional advice and how to eat. That That's the way to go. So. Absolutely. And, I mean, you, I heard you mention venison earlier. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I try. I, I haven't gone out to hunt in quite some time. Uh, but I, if it's up on offer... Yes, bring me some of that. Got to. It's one of the leanest meats in the world, so full of protein. No, I mean, but you got to go kill it yourself if you want the backstrap. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've uh, I've learned that. I'll get. I'll take the scraps. I'll take the scraps. Um, now I'm interested in uh, because Greg's talked about it. and I've not done it myself. This laser therapy. Yeah. This is yeah. fairly new. Um, how does this work? Is it kind of for? focus like certain particular pain yeah so that's uh where the cryotherapy is obviously a whole body treatment the laser is targeted to one area specifically so it's a lot more powerful uh, than the cryotherapy in a sense so any kind of muscle skeletal issue you have whether it's you know arthritis or tendonitis or bursitis anything like that disc issues um, any joint pain or muscle pain is pretty potent on even we can even do some you know nerve uh, issues like neuropathy and all that with it but basically what it does in a nutshell is it, it eliminates inflammation as well um, differently from the cryotherapy it, it basically stimulates your lymphatic system to drain the inflammation away so your body can heal uh, most of the time when people have these nagging issues and injuries they, they can never heal because they're just chronically inflamed so get rid of that inflammation it helps desensitize the nerves uh, if there is any kind of nerve pain, a lot of times people with back and spine issues get a lot of the referred nerve pain, so it helps calm that down. And then the third thing is uh, it speeds up something called cellular respiration, which is just a fancy way of saying how your body heals itself. So eliminates inflammation, speeds up healing, just gets you back to normal faster. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, it's fascinating to me how quickly, like you said, this cryo is starting to be developed in the 80s. And I sometimes worry that there's a little too much, and I don't want to do a deep dive on this, but I just worry sometimes there's too much regulation. There are too many hoops, expensive hoops to jump through to get the newest thing out there to people. And if people just also get in this lane of, oh, it's new. 
So if it's new, it must. It's yeah. a weird thing. If it's a new thing, then it's dangerous and risky. Exactly. Yeah. You got to get over that mentality. I think there are even old newspaper articles like this new thing called the locomotive. The sparks are going to cause forest fires. <laughs> yeah. And and it's in the automobile. What's this thing? Never going to replace the horse and buggy. Well, yeah. And so I. I like this approach to, um, it's been a big part of changing my own life. I was in the depths, man. Bad. And I realized that you can't just live in your head. You got to get out there and take care of your body in whatever way you can. I probably need to eat more greens. I like red meat. I like steak. Don't we all? Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, we need to a break. Uh, I think, you know, I'm feeling this. Some days I wish I had a dream like this. Spill the wine. Spill the wine, take the girl. Talking to Ryan Turner from Infusion Wellness Center, Infusion Cryo and Laser. Be right back after this. I was once out strolling one very hot summer's day when I thought I'd lay myself down to rest in a big field of tall grass Joey Clark. Uh, welcome back. Ryan Turner is in the studio. Now, we got talking off air, like, why the yoga? And, uh, you know, I told you the whole story about I heard it on these wrestling podcasts. It's weird that my favorite wrestler as a kid is now my yoga instructor. And it's all and it's also convenient. I, I'm a hermit, man. So it's all on an app. I just, you can schedule off 13 weeks nice. and you pull, hit a button and the video pops right up. And you can cast it. And I, can just, I don't have to leave my room. Nice. And I can do a pretty good workout. But... I was hesitant to jump back like into the weight room because in high school, I think my, maybe I was not even in high school, but like a freshman, we had this guy who was teaching, getting us to do squats. I got a lower lumbar strain. Mm. And people didn't believe me at first because it seemed normal. And then I'd be walking to class and my leg would give out and it hurt like hell. Yeah. And it reminds me of a weird story where I go to physical therapy you know, and I'm this awkward, like, 15-year-old. <laughs> and uh, there's a smoking hot physical therapist. Obviously, she doesn't become my physical therapist. Like, damn. <laughs> and there's, like, a, you know, guy. Kind of looks like yourself. He's real fit. And it's like, okay, what's up, brother? He's not my therapist. It's this person. And for the whole extent of my physical therapy, which was a few weeks, if not longer, it's a little fuzzy, I could not figure out, is this person who is, like, stretching me out, who's putting this, like, clear, cold goo on my back and doing, like, ultrasound rubs and my crack showing in this main room, is this person a guy or a girl? Oh, God. I cannot tell. It was short haircut, somewhat feminine features, but... Uh, 
I do not. I think I find a side that's just kind of a butch girl. <laughs> and that's how she wanted to be. But it was like the weirdest experience um, going through physical therapy and realizing like, oh, because it didn't hurt all the time. But it would just give out all of a sudden. And it's you mentioned earlier about how these NFL players would go off, do their own training, and come back and they screwed something up. And that's what stopped me from jumping in because I didn't have the right mechanics. I just had a coach who didn't really know what he was talking about in high school. And just do it. Yeah. And, I mean, that probably hobbles a lot of people in their pursuit. Yeah, definitely. You want to go somewhere, there's, you know, knowledgeable people that are not, not going to get you hurt. And take your time easing into things and develop the right mechanics and be able to do it consistently before you you know, trying to ramp up any any intensity or anything. So that that is probably one of the main things that deters people. They'll hurt themselves or they work out too much, too fast, and get so sore that they can't move, and it just kind of turns them away from it. So, Well, and I was sitting here wondering earlier today, what technically qualifies as a sport? I looked up the actual definitions of physical exertion with competition and skill. And so I'm like, well, I guess golf is pretty heavy on the skill. Not the physical exertion. Yeah. Uh, though my uncle swear, I got him doing the DDP yoga stuff, and he uh, he's like, I haven't hit, driven a ball this far in in twenty years. Well, yeah, you get that core worked. Um, but I looked up, and I didn't. I knew it was a thing because I have old friends that had done it who had competed. I didn't realize how big the CrossFit games were. Yeah, man, it's huge. They just wrapped it up last week, actually, up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. It's gotten really, really big. So, And I, I, it clearly qualifies as a sport. Yeah, um, sport of fitness. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, one of those things where I look at it and go, okay, I, I can't do that. I mean, are you competing in those games at all? Are you no, trying to? I mean, I wish. That's uh, it's like making it to the Super Bowl of, of CrossFit. There's a... Uh, way it works is they have this thing called the open every year <clears throat> it comes around in the last week of february and the whole week of march so it's five weeks long and uh the guy who's in charge of the crossfit games uh, a guy named dave castro he releases a workout every thursday uh, for five weeks and you have until monday to complete it submit your score and then they take like the top i want to say 25 from each region Mm -hmm. so like our region is like florida georgia mississippi um tennessee north carolina and they go to the next step which is kind of like the playoffs um if you're relating into football it's called regionals and from there those top 25 um compete over a weekend it's like a friday saturday sunday with like five or six different workouts and then from there, the top five go to the CrossFit Games mm. from each region. So there's different regions all over the world. I think all in all, they end up taking like 40 people from all over the world, male and female. So it's a long shot to get there. But, um, yeah, I mean, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched some of it, like the competition, and was like blown away. Yeah, those guys are phenomenal. It's unreal. It almost reminds me like the uh, Ninja Warrior stuff. Where yeah. It's just like... People, that's what's amazing. If you push yourself enough, and I guess some people just, it's not in the cards, like even if you push yourself. But certain folks, if they push themselves enough, like, I didn't know people could do that. Yeah. 
I see some impressive stuff. It's uh, it's pretty remarkable. Now there's also just crazy people, man. Yeah, like the uh, a lot of Russians are nuts. Like the guys walking, like tiptoeing and doing all these moves, uh, like unfinished skyscrapers, like yeah. <laughs> like ten stories up. It's like, I, do you have a death wish? These sort of things. It just uh, throws me off. Now I I don't want to forget. Uh, we've covered the cryo chamber. I love it. I, I mean it. I, I look forward to every Tuesday and Thursday. I go see the ever so awesome and lovely Lori. Chat with her for a second. She she doesn't throw me in the chamber. I I walk into the chamber. Voluntarily get in. <laughs> I voluntarily get on. Freeze my butt off, and uh, and I love it. That's mainly what I've been doing, and I suggest it to anybody um, because it's a nice boost and it's something to look forward to. That's how I treat it. It's kind of something to look forward to after working out hard. And then I can go eat some big meal that's you know good for you. A lot of eggs, <laughs> a lot of eggs. Um, but the IV therapy is another thing y'all are doing, and this can help folks maybe who are just getting started back into taking care of themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, that's by far my favorite thing, man. I'm I'm hooked on those. But we have different uh, IVs for different things. We have one for you know weight loss, like we were talking about with Greg. Uh, we have one. For just like an immunity boost, one just for athletic performance. Uh, we we do something a lot of. Uh, it's called a Myers cocktail, which really anyone can benefit from. Whether you got any kind of aches or pains or ailments or sickness, I mean, it's just a high dose of all the essential vitamins that we don't get from our diets because either a we're not eating right or b we're not absorbing any of it. So mm. the beauty of the IV, uh, any IV really, is you get 100% absorption of everything that goes into the bag. So you know, they say the average person absorbs 20 to 30 percent of everything you take orally. So that's that's someone with a healthy gut, and then you got to find someone with a healthy gut, which is basically no one. So, um, you know, by all means, take your vitamins and eat your vegetables and all that, and get as much as you can. Well, I mean, I still take like 16, 17 vitamins every morning myself because that's you know 20 or 30 percent of what I wouldn't get it had I do I not do it. But right. the IV is. Uh, it's a lot more effective because it bypasses your gut, bypasses your liver, where you lose all the absorption of everything. It goes right into your bloodstream and is delivered to your brain and your tissues where you need it. So uh, it's pretty. It's like flipping a switch on a lot of people because we're so depleted of all that stuff. So no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I remember, uh, and one of my current roommates got me on this in high school. Like we were taking these, I think B vitamin supplements, mm-hmm. you know, for energy in the, in the game. And it's like, wait, why is my why is my urine like neon green? Highlighter color. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, there it all goes. Exactly. It's, a, it's an expensive way to to, uh, to piss. <laughs> um, yeah, it that makes a lot of sense. So it that was my biggest question. It, you're going to absorb everything because you're going right into the bloodstream. Exactly. Yeah. And I saw you might have a cocktail where it's, uh, say, I go out and party. Yeah. And I you know, mm-hmm. try to drink a bottle of Jameson and yeah. pass out. And we do we get a few of them from time to time. It'll definitely, the electrolyte solution, the bag of fluids that we mix it in alone will, will help you out big time. But we put all kind of B vitamins and everything back in there to get your nervous system back to normal, get the inflammation down. Alcohol is super inflammatory, which is what makes you feel horrible the next day. So calm that down with an IV as well. Absolutely. Well, I've got a bachelor party coming up this weekend. Oh, okay. 
in New Orleans. <laughs> so I, I might, I might like come see y'all or you know, be like, oh no, if I'm still hungover on a Monday though, I really missed something. Up. Yeah, really missed. Place up. in New Orleans that has a bus that drives you around. You go out and get drunk the next day. You just call them. They'll pick you up from your hotel drive you around give you an IV and drop you back off I'll be looking into that yeah <laughs> because my uh my buddy's getting married he uh he lived in New Orleans for a while and he did this one thing and it just happens to fall on this weekend the re- annual red dress run or something like that so me and the boys are going to shop for a red dress Ryan man essentially the tradition is I don't know what sort of charity whatever it's something for it yeah. but it's the tradition where all the men on that Saturday especially in the sort of the party sectors of the city they're all wearing a red dress wow and it, it's kind of frowned upon if you're wearing street clothes yeah, yeah. so I, I've had all these women offer me this dress and I'm like number one you're like five foot tall and that's form fitting <laughs> I'm not putting that on <laughs> Give me something breezy. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I don't know what I'm getting into. Yeah, it's that, be that'll honest. be interesting. I'm sure there'll be some alcohol involved in that, too. Oh, oh make, sure. Make day it drinking. more fun, yeah. You know, it's going to be all day, and <clears throat> it's definitely going to be a cheat weekend food-wise. I can't pass up New Orleans. But uh, I've also, my last time I was on Bourbon Street, I realized I'm such a naive country bumpkin. <laughs> I, I, I was walking down Burbage and going, does that sign really say live sex acts? <laughs> like, really? Interesting. Why would people do that? Or want to go watch that? We did not go in there. But I was, I was blown away, too, by how bold the strippers were, like, outside the door. And my buddy goes, don't go near that. Went, Why? Like, because one of my frat brothers... He got. He was drunk, not remembering anything. Sloppy. Somehow we lost him in the crowd. He got pulled into that place. They take him into a back room. <clears throat> take off everything from him. His pants. And this one supposed, you know, she's just a dancer. Starts doing more than just dancing. Gosh. And then they throw his pants back at him. He puts them on. Kick him out. Like the bouncer throws him out. Oh, guess what? Wallet's gone. Oh man! It's just like, dudes, <laughs> dudes, do not let that that desire take the best of you, especially when you're drunk. But it's easy. Some rough places down there. You got to be careful. Oh yeah. So have you always kind of been around this region here in the south? Uh yeah. I'm from Eufaula originally. So, um, you know, went to school at Troy and then lived in Atlanta for about a year when I worked for the Falcons and then came back here afterwards. So for the most part. You prefer here or the the city life? Man, I love Montgomery. It's uh, Atlanta's. Obviously, the traffic is chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, where I was up there is actually Flowery Branch, Georgia, which is like on the northeast side of of Atlanta, and that's where the Falcons facility is. And they have like an all in one man. It's inside a gate, so when you go in there, you can go in there and stay. You eat there, sleep there, work there. Nice. You don't really leave until you go and play a game. So that was cool to have all that at your you know, access, but it also got like, man, I'm trapped inside this fence. Like, yeah. I need to get out of here, type thing. So, it's probably designed that way to keep the players out of yeah, trouble. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> there was a lot of trouble. I was talking about that last night with the Brandon about the uh, the keeping up with the Joneses culture, especially in professional sports. Man, like, it's ridiculous. I gotta have the best shoes, the best clothes, best car, be at all the parties, these sort of things. Yeah. And it's, like, how do guys get torn up in that? Like, yeah, I guess, I mean, we forget. Like, they're still kids. Yeah. Like, 
if I was given that amount of money and those opportunities, and I mean opportunities in the fullest sense of the word, at 22, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I could be in the gutter easily. Yeah, it happens to a lot of them, unfortunately, man. It's sad, but they're they're getting better. Uh, you know, they're, they've implemented some things that kind of teach those young guys coming into the, the league to manage their money and invest it and save it rather than go and blow it on all the stuff that they don't need so yeah well i kind of want to go to the the potpourri section of this just whatever you're not working at infusion like your day's over uh you're not working out what are you doing you're watching tv yeah you know just relaxing (sighs) yeah man usually when i wrap up at the office i go home and eat and get in the bed i get up pretty early usually 4 30 or 5 just to go and train so constantly go home and hang out with my girlfriend and my cat nice watch tv and relax and get ready to start the next day yeah i'm working on getting a cat i got i got i adopted one or my girlfriend did and i used to hate cats man but he's he's like a a person i used to as well but i uh my brother's now fiance it's awesome i'm gonna have a sister i've never had a sister (laughs) um she and my brother wanted to go out of town and she had been tasked watching a cat for the summer I'm like, Joey, can you watch my friend's, oh, I don't even know, cat. I'm like, okay, because I don't like cats. I've had bad experiences with cats. Same. Been, oh, just terrible. Yeah. Like the standoffish cats. I had one that I think had like 10 toes attack me once. <laughs> like, good Lord, does that mean 10 claws too? <laughs> and uh, so, but I'm like, okay, sure. Then y'all go have fun. This was like the sweetest damn cat ever. Would sat in my lap the whole time, you know, rubbed the head on the, the stubble, slept on me the whole time. And I was like, this is the neediest, sweetest damn thing in the world. Yeah, it'll make you want one. Exactly. And I do want one. I want some pet because my brother moved uh, down to Dothan. And so the red and fuzzy big booty Buddha, his dog, but I was there since he got him. I helped to raise the dog, uh, Mr. Gimli. Brother's a big Lord of the Rings nerd. Um, he's a fox red Labrador retriever. He's now gone. Oh, man. And I'm so. seeing shadows. I'm seeing ghosts, man. Like, oh wait, I don't. I can leave the food on the coffee table. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, where's my buddy? When I come, oh no, he's not here. Yeah. Damn you, Will. Growing up and getting engaged. Always, always had pets growing up, so it makes it seem more like home when you got one running around. So now, so you get up early. You listen to music when you work out. Yeah. What are you listening to? Man, I listen to everything. Uh, depends on what I'm doing. You know what mood I'm in. I listen to rap, rock, country, um, just dubstep. Yeah. House music with no words sometimes. Um, I've gotten into, I listen to a lot of podcasts sometimes if I'm just like on the elliptical for an hour trying to educate myself a little bit. Um, ben ben uh, Greenfield, he's like a health and wellness holistic guy. He's huge yeah. into cryotherapy and IV therapy. I listen to a lot of his stuff. Um, Really everything, man. So. I love the the podcast world. I'm in terrestrial radio. I podcast this show. I'll throw it up on Facebook, folks, on the Joey Clark Radio Hour page. I'll also throw it on SoundCloud. Just search Joey Clark Radio Hour. <laughs> um, you know, but I've mostly been focused on terrestrial radio. But you know, I'm here seven hours a day, so I listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's it's great how and it's fascinating to me. It's almost like I heard one guy described as the printing press for the spoken word. Yeah. Like, uh, not everybody wants to take the time to read, especially these days. I don't. Um, so, but you can listen to an expert, some incredible, you know, person for hours, talk about their expertise. Like, uh, 
One guy I started listening to after I saw him on uh, Rogan's podcast was, uh, what is it, Goggins? I'm trying to think of his Yeah, name. David Goggins. Navy Ooh. SEAL. That gets you fired up on it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because that guy's, I mean, he goes to the point, I think, of insanity, but yeah. I see why he from is. his background. Yeah, man, he's done some impressive stuff. Yeah, I was listening to this one guy invited him in for a month. Yeah, he, he's, uh, that guy was the uh, owner of the um, the uh, Atlanta Hawks basketball team. Okay. Living with a seal, he wrote a book. Basically came to his house and just beat him down for a month. Yeah, <laughs> it was still just, discipline in him is what it all ended up being. So, like one line I heard is like, "Oh, it's like raining and storming outside, or it's like a snowstorm. It's time to go out and run in it." Yeah. It's like so counterintuitive, <laughs> and to hear this guy's story of where he was huge, incredibly overweight. I think he had asthma, like these sort of things, and then just a terrible home life growing up. Uh, to go through seal trading with those hindrances it is inspiring yeah yeah and then i can hop from that to again i can listen to a three four hour podcast on like Shawn michaels and all the crazy stuff he did in the 90s with the wwf at the time yeah and you know like stories were you're like how is this even getting out there like okay he meets sonny leon yeah, at the time, all the women in wrestling, for the most part, were like eye candy. Like, they're doing the gown matches where the first one to have their clothes stripped off yeah. loses. Like, oh, well, it's fun to watch. <laughs> but uh, these days, it's great. Female wrestlers are remarkable. Um, but it's like stories of how she's sleeping with Shawn Michaels at every chance they get. Like, empty utility closet at whatever arena as they go town to town. Wow. And the boyfriend, who's also in the business, doesn't say a word. Everybody knows. Doesn't say a word because, you know, it's the top guy. And it's like, what a miserable existence. Yeah, really. But you, it's crazy that years removed, we now get this inside look. So I get kind of caught up in those sort of podcasts. I'll occasionally because I do it all day, I'll jump into political stuff. And it's, uh, it's a good way to spend the time. And I think it's changing. Um, it's sort of changing people's habits, which and I hate to say that because I am on you know, terrestrial radio, but you can sort of make in-rounds around traditional media where you can find whatever your interest is, hop on it, and still, yeah. like you said, run on an elliptical and learn something while you're working your body out. Exactly. I've, I've definitely gotten into the podcast world just from an education, more of an educational standpoint. There's a lot of knowledge out there that you can learn. Like you said, I'm not a big fan of reading unless I have to. So when I can listen to it, I do that. Documentaries isn't the other thing, man. I'm watching all these health documentaries and stuff yeah. lately, so... It's interesting what's, what, they, what they're putting out these days. It's crazy, too, how the science has been changing. Like, I remember, like, my mom would buy all the low-fat stuff, like, all the different things, and I, I sometimes worry if that how healthy that stuff actually was. To where now it's like, well, Joey, you know, he can do whatever, keto. You, then my favorite are the the sort of ethical diets and then the reactions to them. It's like the vegan diet. And if you want to be vegan, fine. Good luck, especially in Alabama. Yeah. But then the reaction to it is straight carnivore. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I've mostly done what is considered carnivore, but I, I still, you know, will eat something else other than just meat. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are hardcore. Like, you're eating ribeye steak every night? Uh, it has to be. Is, is, are there some diets that pop up with your, like, training, your background, your education, where you go, this is just silly? Yeah. Yeah, man, there are. I, I'm a big science guy. Like, I, I want to know, you know, why and how and is this you know has this been scientifically proven is there scholarly articles out here on this or is it just some trend again so um it always to me kind of goes back to like i was saying earlier just you know eat real food i'm big on that you know if you think about all the sicknesses we have these days from cancer to you know congestive heart failure i mean you name it none of that was prevalent back in the time when people were growing their own food and eating it yeah. and gathering it, and there wasn't any fake processed foods that people didn't have cancer and all these sicknesses. So that just goes to show you, you know, it's all about what you put in your body. And unfortunately, it's in the environment these days. You know, the air you oh, yeah. breathe can be toxic in, in some instances. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of diets out there that I'm like, man, this uh, doesn't make any sense. You know, keto's okay. Um, but it's kind of like you said, it there's it's trend where at one point they're like stay away from fat fat's horrible then the next year they're like no your brain needs these healthy fats and all this and then everyone's scared of carbs and carbs aren't bad for you feed them at the right time i mean right. eat the right kind of carbs so it just you got to kind of pick what works for you you can never go wrong with eating real food greens you know leafy med- vegetables i'm a huge i'm a huge meat eater myself i love a good steak so oh yeah that that's always a must for me, so. One at this time of night, I'm starting to get hungry. And as you said earlier, you eat donuts, you're going to be, you know, big, doughy, fluffy like a donut. But I used to make donuts, so I don't <laughs> eat them. If you ever end up making donuts, folks, you're not going to want to eat them. I don't want to eat them. <laughs> no. You should see that glaze concentrate before you put in 50-pound bag of sugar. Gosh. Oh, like, I mean, if you whiff that stuff in, you will throw up. It, it's like, this is what people are, this is the crap people are eating? Yep, it's what you're putting in your body. Exactly. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you being here. Absolutely, and, man, I enjoyed it. And uh, folks want to give Infusion a call, what number do they need to dial? Uh, 334-296-1662. 296-1662. Folks, thank you for listening.